Hi, and welcome to TriCast. I'm Mel from Curated Content, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking to Zoe Maiden. We chat about photography and mental health and how those two worlds collided for her. Hey, so thanks for joining me. Um, I guess it would be good to get a little bit of um, background about your story. So you took a slightly different route to photography than most people. So can you share what drew you to photography? Sure. Thanks for having me, Mel. Photography has been something that I've always been fascinated with. Um, As a toddler, mum used to say that I'd always be flicking through the photo albums and pulling things out and... I suppose for me, it's a way of uh, just evoking a memory of a particular time and I like to sort of take myself back to that time, whether it's through my own photos or family photos or even just photos I see in a gallery or an exhibition. Um, I think they, they really do capture great moments. So that was my first sort of foray into photography, I suppose. Um, I also travelled a lot growing up, so I was exposed to a lot of different cultures and my parents always bought us disposable cameras to use and so I was taking photos from a young age. Uh, I studied photography in high school, um, so I really enjoyed uh, being able to develop and print my own photos. That was really, really cool, but a very expensive hobby. Um, I did a little bit of music photography uh, after I left school just touring around with some bands and taking photos and then kind of put the camera down for a while and lost, lost interest in it, I suppose. Um, I think something that, that, that brought me back to photography was becoming an auntie, um, <laughs> taking photos of my nieces and nephews. Uh, I really love capturing the expressions on on children's faces, they just, you can always just see such great joy in their eyes and surprise and and things. So that kind of got me back into taking photography. But it was really uh, through my battles with mental illness that that got me back on track. Um, And for me, it was a way of practicing mindfulness uh, when I found that other alternatives weren't working and it just seemed to draw me out of that black hole that I was in and uh, sort of start me on a new path so yeah cool so um, it sounds like from what you're saying photography has always been a massive part of your life Um, and I can relate to that in some ways as well because I also took photography at school and also remember the cost of developing a film back in those days yeah Um, (laughs) But I guess on a, a more serious level, it sounds like in some ways photography saved you. Um, so how has photography changed you as a person? Well, as I said, for me, it was a way of practising mindfulness. It was, um, you know, I, I was seeing a psychologist at the time and, and mindfulness was kind of the key word that was used. And I tried listening to apps. I tried meditation. I tried yoga and reading books. And I'm not someone that likes to sit still and kind of be quiet <laughs> um, and I'd always find my mind would, would be wandering. So uh, I sort of took to the streets. I live in Fitzroy, so it's a great place to walk around and um, the street art there is what sort of grabbed yeah, me the most. Yeah. Yeah. And so you and I were almost neighbours in Fitzroy um, and probably lived there for three or so years without knowing that, <laughs> which is quite funny in itself. 
Um, and that story is such a, a creative hub. Um, so how important is it for you as an artist to be surrounded by like-minded people? Ah, oh, to- totally important. It probably, I've been in Fitzroy for 10 years and probably the first five years I just walked past things without even noticing it. And once I actually started paying attention to my surroundings and the street art, it it was just like a whole new world opened up to me. Um, you know, I'd often sort of say to my husband, oh, look, I'm going out for 30 minutes to take some photos. Four hours later, I'd He's get a phone call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, where are you? And I'd just sort of get lost in my own little world. But um, the the street art in Fitzroy is just ever-changing. Um, it's just so many different forms as well, whether you've got installations, murals, sticker art, graffiti, and it just, I love the fact that people can express themselves uh, out in the street for people to see. And it's really like walking around in an open air gallery that's that's free to get into. And uh, I drew a lot of inspiration from that. Uh, really sort of, I said to myself that, okay, well, there's other people out there creating art. And yes, I'm documenting that, but perhaps, you know, I can start making my own art. Yeah, um, cool. To, to okay, share get on the people. other side of yeah. the lens, yeah. so to speak. Awesome. And so at what point did it become something that you wanted to dive deeper into and kind of, I take it that you, you swapped out your iPhone for a digital SLR camera at some stage. So yeah, tell me a bit about that transition. Sure. Yeah. So um, look, I've spent countless hours wandering the the streets and laneways and uh, alleyways in in Fitzroy, capturing street art, and it kind of became a bit of a game to me in the end about uh, trying to find really obscure pieces of art and you know just to to document the different changes quite often you know things would be up for a week and then someone else had put something up and uh, I was probably the first first sort of point was I ran out of storage on my iPhone <laughs> so because yeah, okay. I was taking so many photos <laughs> so I my, my husband actually had a, a good um, SLR camera at the time so I kind of hijacked that and started using that a lot. It was a great camera, but it was quite heavy and bulky. So I did some research and looked into the mirrorless cameras, which are a lot lighter. And I was surprised with one for my 40th last year. And um, family and friends also pitched in to, oh, to get a, a great lens as well. So yeah, it was, was kind of the gift that, yeah, um, yeah that, that afforded me to, to swap swap out and um, move on to something a bit more professional and look I'm not a, a person that's into all the, the technical stuff when it comes to photography I'm someone I think I have a good eye for, for seeing things. Yeah and I think you know um, I actually went to the Diane Arbus exhibition during the weekend and you know I love her photography and she was always known for um, I guess saying that her photography was just totally about the subject. She didn't really care about the technicality behind mm. what she was doing. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty normal as an artist. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's I, I sort of, I suppose, saw that as a fault in myself that, that, you know, my photos couldn't be that great because I don't sort of, you know, bring a lot of technique to it. But uh, just, you know, when friends and family started seeing them and 
you know, said I had something there, it sort of made me think, okay, well, maybe it's not all about technique. Yeah, because yeah. I guess you can overthink it as yeah, well to a yeah. certain extent. Absolutely. And so um, when I did photography at school, um, probably showing my age, but it was mainly um, film photography and we'd get um, photos developed in the dark room and that kind of thing. So we might have, you know, 50 or so photos to choose from. So... If you go out shooting for a day, you could have maybe 500 photos. So how do you decide which is the one? Uh, it's You're right. I probably have more than 500 photos in a, in a, in a session. Um, for example, I was at a, a nephew's birthday last weekend and, and came home with 700 photos. So for me, it's I don't just sort of wow. take one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> my, yeah, my husband thinks I'm a bit crazy, but... Um, for me, it's, yeah, I, I don't just sort of take one photo and am satisfied with that. You know, quite often I'll take 10 of the same thing because I think, you know, you're bound to sort of get a good shot or capture just, you know, a great moment within in those photos and, um, you know, move on and take a photo of something else. And yeah. it, it is really just about capturing moments, you know, whether it's uh, like a brick wall and just the way the light is, is shining on the wall or, you know, it's creating a, a reflection with a tree or, or something like that. And it's hard to, to recreate. And, and quite often I I just won't sort of walk by and go, oh, cool, I'll come back and get a photo of that later. I'm always sort of stopping yeah. and, and getting it whenever I see it, whether I'm walking to work or um, going out for breakfast Um I drive my husband mad, of course, <laughs> like a, a five-minute walk can turn into a, a one-hour walk just to go and get some breakfast yeah, somewhere. Yeah, that's, that's easily done in Fitzroy, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so um, I know you mentioned when we caught up last time, um, and as is the case in life, life can be very serendipitous, if that's a word. You really happen to be in the right spot at the right time um, in New York, and that kind of just took things to a whole different level for you, with your photography. So um, talk me through that. Sure. That, yeah, that really blew my mind. So my husband and I were, were travelling around the US last year in uh, June, July. Um, we were in New York catching up with an old friend, and he said, oh, look, you know, let's go and have dinner. I've got some friends in town from Chicago. They're really great. Um, you know, come and come and meet them. So I sort of did my usual, you know, sort of social anxiety thing. It's all oh, new people, not, not quite sure. But I went along anyway. And I happened to meet um, a great lady called Marlene. We got talking over drinks and dinner and in between bar hopping I was stopping and taking photos as I do <laughs> and Marlene said oh you know you've got a really great eye I love what you're capturing um, I'd love to have a look at your photos so I sort of took her through some of my my Instagram shots and she said to me oh I own a gallery in Chicago I'd really love to have you exhibit there and I was like, what, me? I yeah. just do this as a hobby. <laughs> it's, it's um, you know, I'm not a professional photographer. She said, it's my gallery. I can choose. I love your shots. I think you've got great work. And I've never had anyone international exhibit before. So. And so was that a bit of a moment for you? Like, I guess, having someone that's not a friend or a relative saying to you, actually, your your work is pretty amazing and someone from, from the art world? 
absolutely. It it kind of I suppose gave me that validation that that I was yeah. I I needed at the time. Um, I was sort of coming out of a long period of illness and mental health issues, and uh, I sort of thought, okay, well, sure, you know, <laughs> whoever gets offered something like that on the spur of the moment and I made sure when I came back to Australia that I emailed Marlene and we followed up and um, organised to have the exhibition in March of this year Um, and things just went from there. Amazing. Did you ever have a moment of um, I want to say like imposter syndrome like a freak out like you know I'm going to be putting on this exhibition I've never done anything like this before Talk me through that. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, just, uh, I mean, the, the thing was I, I sort of went to myself, okay, right, I've got great photos from my travels around the world. Um, but Marlene said to me, no, you're from Australia. I want to see your home and that's what I'd like you to exhibit. So it was a bit of a challenge being told that, okay, we don't want to see these photos, but yeah, give me yeah, these. and. Um, of course, I had lots of photos from Australia, but I just, I didn't know where to start. I was sort of, you know, thinking what would people want to see on their walls and, you know, who'd want to pay for my photos and a lot of self-doubt and, you know, am I worthy? Um, but yeah, little by little, I sort of, that, that confidence grew and it's like, I'm doing this. So, you know, I've got to put something together and it took so long to sort of try and come up with with an idea for I suppose laying out the photos and you know it got to the point where I had about 200 different photos stuck up on the wall at home just little six by fours I'd got printed out and you know I was getting different friends around to get their opinions and um, you know trying to get ones that worked well together and it just at times seemed like an impossible task. But talking over with a with a, a friend from back home in Ballarat and they made the suggestion to perhaps break it down into some smaller themes, which was a great idea because I was exhibiting on four walls. So yeah. I broke into four themes and that made it a lot easier to sort of put things together and I was really able to sort of get away from that what do other people want to see and show my representation of Australia. And kind of bring it back to what Australia means to you on Absolutely. an emotive level. Yeah, which is exactly what Marlene wanted to see anyway. So, yeah, amazing. Yeah. And we'll um, we'll add the, the photographs into the show notes as well. Great. Um, because it's obviously a very difficult thing to talk about without having it a is. visual <laughs> reference. Yeah. So, um, you know, it sounds like in preparing for the exhibition, you were slightly uncomfortable in some ways, but I think when you're uncomfortable and you push yourself forward, that really allows for growth. So how was that experience of going from that uncomfortable and slightly anxious feeling before the exhibition into actually doing it and yeah, being uh, there? It, it was amazing. And probably one of the highlights of my life was was the exhibition and I, you know, I still kept thinking it was a dream until I actually got there. And kind of sounds set, like something yeah, out of a movie. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like these things don't happen to me. <laughs> but just yeah, like get, getting there and arriving, and and Marlene was, you know, she's become one of my closest friends now, and um, she had a stay in her apartment, and her gallery is called Gag Gallery, which is the garden 
apartment gallery, um, which is in East Garfield in Chicago, and it's in her basement. So it was great to sort of be living there as well and, and get a real feel for the place. And um, she was instrumental in helping me get everything set up, um, as was my husband, um, you know, just trying to measure out on the wall where things go and hang things. And as you said before, I'd had no experience with, with this sort of thing. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do it without them. It would have yeah, looked a bit odd. Um, and, and just, you know, putting things on the right wall and, you know, making sure lights are in the right yeah, place. Yeah, and, um, you know, the big day came, it was also Marlene's birthday. So, um, we had a, a ready-made crowd there and I think there was close to like 200 people that came through on wow. the night and it was just, it was really cool just being able to, to share my, my artwork and the story behind my art. You know, there are all these things I had to do for the first time, like produce an artist statement and, yeah. um, you know, descriptions for the photos. And it's, you know, it's been great because I've learned now how to put on yeah, an exhibition. Yeah. But, you know, that was all kind of part of the, the process and, and was really something that I enjoyed. Um, so to be able to sort of share, it's like, I suppose, sharing, you know, some of your deepest, innermost thoughts with, with people and... I found that the the people that came through were really receptive to that and really appreciated me being able to open up, yeah. um, you know, not only about my, my photos and, and what they meant to me, but, you know, the reason I got back into photography mm. with, with mental health. And, you know, I actually had people coming up to me sort of saying, you know, thank you for sharing that. You know, I've, I've had mental health issues and I've been scared to speak out and, and share it with people and you've you've helped me with that so you know that made me feel great as yeah, well because yeah. it's you know something that that I think is important that people talk about yeah and um people don't do it enough yeah even if it helped one person you know that's that's a, a great thing as well but you know, I felt famous for a night. It was wonderful. And, you know, it just gave me so much confidence knowing that, you know, people enjoyed my work and even even getting, you know, feedback on, on, on different bits and pieces from other artists was, was really important. And I was, yeah, blown away. I sold five pieces um, on the night and, yeah, people actually paid money for my work. So it was, you know, I was just able to take so much away from that, you know, the confidence, the the self-esteem, knowing that, okay, well, sure, I might not be able to make a living from it just yet, but, you know, I can produce good photos that, that people will buy. So, you know, the mind started ticking and, you know, I've come back and sold some more pieces since I've been back and, um, and things are growing from there that's, and yeah that's really cool yeah. so it's kind of propelling you on and giving you the confidence to to really kind of move forward with absolutely yeah yeah that kind of shows if you're prepared to put yourself out there and do some things that might be challenging for you yeah yeah that you know you can do anything and and you can reap the rewards and feel good about yourself which I think is the most important thing yeah no that's it's a it's a pretty cool story I think you know I love the part where you talked about people being so receptive for you talking about um, how photography has helped with your mental health and that kind of thing and you know I myself have struggled with anxiety in the past and 
I've probably got more friends and family members that have had one rather mental illness at some stage in their lives and I think it's super important that people can talk about it openly because I think it's you know it's it's pretty normal these days absolutely I yeah. agree 100 percent it's you know I'm the same I've got you know family members and friends and uh, I always encourage people to to talk to me you know it's being able to share experiences help each other out with with things and that it's you know normal to be feeling this or that and um you know I, I think there needs to be more of it in society these days yeah because it is yeah. such a, an I issue agree. yeah I wanted to ask as well you know you talked about having a little bit of social anxiety when we've met in the past and um you're obviously doing an exhibition in chicago <laughs> with like 200 people and there's you know there is some irony in, in that so how did how did doing all of this stuff really help you with your um with your mental health sure yeah it was it was really funny like i you know hate being the center of attention at the best of times i'm sort of always someone that that sits back and lets things happen and I didn't really have a choice this night. It was a night that I suppose I could be a bit of a rock star for the night. And it was about just letting myself go and enjoying it. Yeah. And, you know, I found that I was able to relax and actually enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, mixing and talking with people. And, you know, I met some great people that I'm now in contact with and, um, you know, even people in the art world, which which is great because, you know, you can get inspiration from each other. They can, you know, help put you in contact with, with other people. So it, I suppose, yeah, it did help me to sort of overcome a little bit of that social anxiety and has made yeah. me a bit more willing to go and try things. I mean, this yeah. podcast is a perfect example. Like beforehand, I, I probably wouldn't have said yes to do this but I've now got that confidence you know to say yes to things because I know that you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain yeah and it can actually be quite fun yeah Yeah. exactly exactly so I've found that I'm saying yes to a lot more things and trying to get the the most out of sort of any opportunities that come my way yeah and it kind of sounds like you've kind of taken the feeling from the exhibition in Chicago and how amazing that was and kind of brought that back into your everyday life a little bit as well. Definitely. um, Definitely my everyday life and I think even into my photography. Yeah. I found that after Chicago we went on to San Francisco and then LA um, for the end of our trip and I just felt like I had more confidence in what I was taking photos of and yeah I mean I was probably still taking the same sort of photos that I do but I just yeah felt more confident and sort of thought to myself at times yep that was a great shot and that's going to look great and um you know I've been to sort of a few done a few trips day trips and weekend trips for weddings and things and you know I've now got something exciting to talk to people about and it's a bit of an icebreaker you know when meeting new people and it's yeah it's kind of opened up my world in a a new way which is exciting yeah no it's it's very exciting and so for you you mentioned when you were in Chicago you made a lot of contacts in the art world and you're obviously inspired by a lot of people over there so are there any artists either Australian or international artists that really inspire you and inspire the work that you do? Yeah. Um, Look, there's heaps of people just through Instagram is great, you know, whether they're famous or not. I think Instagram's a wonderful tool to 
be able to get your your art out there and showcase it to, to different people. But in particular, I love um, Vivian Mayer's photos. I don't know whether you've seen any of her photos no, or no. the documentary about her. She was an American street photographer and was mainly based in Chicago. But she sort of kept her photos hidden. She didn't get a lot of them developed. When she passed, I think it was about 2007, 2009, and someone sort of found all the film and got it developed and and put things up on Flickr and it just went viral because no one had ever seen it before and it had been sort of buried away for, you know, 50 years. And um, there's a fantastic documentary about her, but just the way she she captures people and um, architecture in Chicago and New York and LA is just amazing. And, yeah. You know, she she wasn't known when she was alive and I think that's, that's really sad. And um, as, as sometimes the case with some of the best um, writers and absolutely. painters and photographers. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, and as far as Australian photographers go... Um, I'm a big fan of George Byrne's work. George, he's originally from Sydney and he now lives in LA and his stuff is very, I don't know, I compare it to sort of like modernist paintings, a lot of urban like walls and shapes and just great colours. They're very simple but really effective and he's, yeah, doing really well in LA with his photography and has a lot of exhibitions and he's since done on done film clips and and things like that yeah Yeah. so I yeah do draw some inspiration from from his work as well and so where to from here have you got anything coming up in the pipeline any exhibitions that you can share with me I don't have any exhibitions locked in as yet but it's certainly something I'm working on at the moment the the biggest focus for me is doing things like building a website you know, being able to sell my stuff online. I'm starting to get a lot of inquiries from whether it's people that came to the exhibition or from friends or family, people that have seen my work on Instagram, wanting to buy things. So, yeah, sort of trying to do all that small business stuff. I've also approached some local businesses about putting my work up in their, um, you know, cafes and and pubs and things like that, and they're really open to, to that idea, which is great. I have had someone from my hometown of Ballarat contact me about the possibility of doing an exhibition there, which I'd love to do. Yeah, That's where, where it all started, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so that's something that, that I've got to follow up. But I think now that I've got that confidence and I want to keep things moving, you know, I know how important it is to sort of keep that motion going. Yeah. Or else yeah. it'll just you know and it sounds away. like you've got the you've got people asking for your work so that in itself will keep the momentum and, and everything absolutely up and as well. you know continuing to take photos is is really important and you know at the moment instagram is my main sort of way to to show my photos to the world so that's a job in itself kind of keeping that going and you know I have a full-time job outside of photography that that I need to maintain but so you're not busy at all then no no. (laughs) plenty of time to go and take photos but you know because it's such a photography for me is also a form of relaxation you know it's not tedious to to take photos you know whether it's just snapping something as I'm going by or you know making some time to actually go out and do it um, that's probably the key is to continue to do that yeah yeah 
Oh, it sounds like exciting times ahead. Yes, I hope so. (laughs) And any final thoughts? Look, I think probably I'll I'll bring this sort of back round to the whole mindfulness and, and mental health thing is I think just to say to people that, you know, there are other ways of trying to work through issues. As I said, you know, I tried things like yoga and meditation and they just went for me and they weren't helping. You know, don't be afraid to to try other things. You know, my my mum writes the most beautiful poetry and that's kind of her way of getting things out and, and sort of feeling a bit better about, about life. And, you know, I've got sort of friends that, that have sport that, you know, they use as a tool as well. And don't be afraid to try different things. And I suppose also, you know, don't be afraid to say yes to things. You know, you never know where it'll take you. Yeah, um, I you think know, your as story is a great example of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, as scared as you might be, embrace things because you, you, yeah, it might you might not ever get the offer again. And you know, I can say to people now, you know, I've had an art exhibition in Chicago and. I feel such joy and excitement still, you know, I'm still buzzing from it all. And, you know, it's kind of like, who would have thought this would happen to me? And, yeah, you if know, you had a look back a couple of years ago, it was kind of like, yeah, things nah. are totally different now. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that it's just given me that confidence boost and self-esteem, which is something I think I've been lacking most of my life. And just to give you that validation that, you know, you are good at something and you know you just feel a lot a lot better about yourself and you know it's okay to feel like that it's yeah I think I think that's so true and I think that you know as you say whether it's photography or writing or whether it's a sport that you enjoy it does give you a voice in your own way and I think that that can really help with Mm. um, confidence and, and everything else as well and just I think just being lost in the moment is really important. Definitely, Um, yeah. I think, you know, that's what mindfulness is all about, is mm. being present. And I I feel like I kind of see the world in a a whole new way now. As I said at the beginning, you know, I'd often just walk past things and not pay attention or, you know, a lot of the time we're too busy with our heads in our phones or... Yeah, it's so true. Things like that, you know, just opening up your eyes to the world and noticing the small things and there's just beauty in everything around you and you've just got to take the time to to see it you know I find now that when I'm walking about you know I'm looking up I'm looking down to the left and right or even if I'm on public transport or in a car you know I've constantly got the camera out in the car taking photos trying to capture everything I see and yeah I think it's really important to practice mindfulness just to to make you more aware of your surroundings because you don't know what you've been missing out on and um you know my my little sort of motto is is mindfulness through the lens and you know I think that's that's a a great way to practice mindfulness and um something that that I like to do every day yeah I like that I think that's something that we could all take on board and live a little bit more that way Thank you. Thanks, Zoe. Thanks, Mel.